Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. A little buzz in the hallway here at the radio station, uh, Bronson Pinchot. It was a lot of fun talking with him. Uh, you can see him Saturday, Sunday up at the Warplane Heritage for uh, Comic-Con. Uh, he's up there. Uh, Ernie Hudson uh, that was in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, he's going to be up there too. Um, <laughs> Adam Oldfield might not be up there. Would you like to meet Adam you Oldfield? Sh- you should he's be up there. He's a classic. You love him. Hometown hero. Absolutely hilarious. Cracks him up every time. I tell you, he's, F- he's one of the best. I love that guy. FPM3 should have a they should, you should have a booth at Comic Con. I think I might. You know, I might go up there and start pretending to do my own drawings. And yeah, what, what movies have you seen? You oh, I got a lot of indies. You know, I'm quite well known in the community. Well, with yeah, some of you've, my start, you've started in a movie. I, I was in a movie. Uh, I, well, I had a TV show. We were on YTV. Uh, I, I was on uh, pr- a little program called System Crash. Yeah, yeah. I was on YTV, and then I was the mostly Canadian guy. I, I did that. I was the beer, and I did all the you know big old can of whoop ass and Drew Carey commercials and so forth. So I've had my little taste. I think that qualifies uh, you. Know, I really do. Yeah, I, 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 I think fun. it's a huge oversight. They haven't asked you to be there. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank you. And as the as a co-host of Tech, I Talk, hope I haven't started something now. You, I, you I, I get to see this up, Saturday you know? afternoon at the Warplane Heritage. There's a guy, a guy in the security details. Yeah, we got this guy at the gate. Yeah, Adam. He thinks he's uh, come on. Okay. Just, Tech Talk, CHML. Let's do this. Brought to you by a good friends at Hamilton Limousine, of course. Uh, Adam Oldfield <laughs> is here, of course, from FPM and FPM Three Marketing. Uh, speaking of Netflix, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to ask you about this yeah. because there's, there's obviously a political end of this because yep. there's a big deal, a big commitment about Netflix. But the, that's right. A couple of other things going on with Netflix, but let's talk about the government, uh, the partnership, yeah. and the money that's going to be flowing here. Well, you know, this is, in my opinion, very exciting. But again, it takes uh, it takes a step towards where we are going as Canadian content and the future of where we are as, as, as being entertained. Uh, I'm actually quite impressed. I mean, Netflix has had a lot of battles with the CRTC. We've seen yeah. a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of kickback in regards to while uh, Netflix is just a, a profit mongering, you know, Netflix doesn't make any money. I don't know if anybody's really looked at the financials on this, and I'm wondering how long they can last. But they're really losing millions and millions of dollars, even though they have a great foundation, a great solution. Their programming, ha- they're at the very uh, forefront. Remember, Netflix is only four years old, folks. Yeah. Four years old. I know. It's- seems like it's been around forever. And when they started four years ago, you used to get a DVD and they'd ship it and you'd mail it back to them. This is just... <laughs> it ins- I know it seems like Netflix has been here since 1982. No, it's not. It's only four years old. And you know what? They haven't even... I'm, my agency's older than they are. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking to myself, this great you know investment they're doing is just their foundation of where we can see Netflix moving forward. And and really for Canada, I think I'm, I'm very thrilled by it. But... You know what? That's a private investment dollar in, for Canadian content and a big chunk of it. Number one. Number two, taxpayers aren't subsidizing that. They are going to be developing Canadian content, programming, uh, writing materials for Canadians, for the Netflix of Canada. I think this is great. I think it's one of the, ABC didn't do that. CBC didn't do that. Like not CBC, our CBC, but the Canadian CBS didn't do that. The American broadcasters never did that. That was one of the reasons CBC existed. So for Netflix to come in and make a commitment of $500 million on Canadian content, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and really excited because they really do make sure that the, the quality of the products are, are phenomenal. Yeah. And I know some of the critics are saying, well, we don't have all the details. Of course you don't. <laughs> Uh, you know, they, they, come on, people. They exactly. haven't rolled out the plan yet. That, that'll come, and <laughs> right. I'm sure it is. Exactly. But the fact that they're putting money on the table is, is huge. Big. And, and I think it also is, is, is a, a, 
testimony to the quality of Canadian television and the way that I think it's improved immensely over the last 10 or 15 years. Well, the rumors I've heard about some of the programming they're going to be coming out with is similar programs we remember, and enhancing it a little bit, but I've heard Beachcombers was on the block for a review, uh, a reinvested or reinvented uh, version of it. Uh, I also heard they're going to be looking at children, a lot of TV uh, TV Ontario programming. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a, a lot of discussions on some of the stuff that we Are you remember. telling me Pokeroo is going to go on Netflix? All I'm saying is that, you know, we may still wonder where Pokeroo may be. You know, that was our that was our great programming uh, of which uh, I think would be great to bring back. So everyone loves Pokeroo. I mean, no one's ever really seen them in person. But, yeah, I'm expecting it all on Netflix. Uh, because that's, i got to be honest, I think you and I have talked about this, that's where I do most of my viewing now. Yeah, most most in many. I, I'm hooked on, yeah. on, on British dramas, and there's tons <laughs> of them on there. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it started with House of Cards, and then yep. you watch the UK version of House of Cards, and Midsummer Murders, uh, which right. TVO kind of carries around here. Uh, Peaky Blinders, everybody's into Peaky Blinders. So Charles yep. Adler got me hooked on that, and I love the show now. So it's it's happening more and more. So for them to say, you know, something we want to help the the right. Canadian uh, television industry at the same way, it's a win. I know they carry a few sh- Canadian things like well, Murdoch Mysteries yeah. is on there now, but they're they're older shows. But now there's, I, I think you're going to see some some new and innovative things that are going to be happening. Yeah, I think we'll also see Netflix. This is something which we're not really talking about too much, but Netflix is gathering as much information about what we watch and who we are as much as Facebook does. And that could be a good or bad thing. In this case, they're not really learning what we're posting and where we are. What they're look what they're learning about us is in your case, you know, uh, uh, British comedies and so forth. And my case, action films or documentaries or otherwise. So once th- this is so important because this is all the information that we used to do polls for. Now Netflix is getting it naturally by what we actually select. And based on the Canadian content commitment, that really does speak volumes as to how they're going to try and structure their programming. Sure, and you already see that when you log on. Yeah. It says, since you watched, and, you know, <laughs> such and such, Murdoch Mysteries, for instance, you might be interested in, and they give you about eight or ten different possibilities. That's right. Yeah, and I think for those that are young going, what am I going to do for a career? There is a big opportunity for Canadian programming, whether you're writing it, filming it, or otherwise. So it's it's a big, big, huge jump. So if you're thinking about where to go, if we have young listeners, those on Facebook or otherwise, this is something for thought. You definitely will have a future. I, I still remember that story when uh, Kevin Spacey was at the Emmys. This was three years ago, <laughs> yeah, and Netflix right. had been around for one year. <laughs> right. And he's telling all these TV network executives, he yeah. says, yeah, the future is Netflix. It's not network television. And they go, right. isn't that cute? He's got a show on Netflix, <laughs> probably last How four cute. or five episodes. Yes. That's, everybody's going there now. He was right. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. As a matter of fact, you were saying that uh, pretty soon now I'm going to be able to watch Netflix while I'm flying. Yeah, they've ma- they're making a deal. Right now it's only going to be in a lot of American airlines. Because they've managed to advance the technology in Netflix to be very low bandwidth, meaning that you'll be able to actually watch using not a lot of bandwidth, uh, but still have a decent quality. A lot of airlines are now bringing in, instead of getting uh, programming in regards to watching your uh, TV shows that you might see while you're flying, you're now going to be able to get a Netflix, sign into your account, you'll be able to watch Netflix easily on the back of the plane, select all the programmings versus being forced to watch whatever the TV shows they give you, which are fairly decent or whatever the movies are, but now you'll be able to connect directly with Netflix. 
And I can do that while I'm texting on Delta. And Delta, yeah. <laughs> Delta has made an announcement that they are going to allow unlimited texting while you're flying on Delta Airlines. Now, why that's important is that, you know, right now, some airlines are offering some internet. Some even allow you to talk. Delta has been very adamant about no speaking. There will be no calls accepted on Delta Airlines. However... You're not, you're not even allowed to talk. No. You're not yeah, allowed I mean, to, you, if you want yeah. something from the, the time that you have to just kind of wave your hand and do... It's, it's pantomime. <clears throat> But, but that's, that's changing. Right. That's changing, yes. Texting is now available. on. So when you're flying Delta, you'll be able to text unlimited anywhere they fly. That's a, that's a huge change. I can remember going to New York one time, and, and I was afraid, afraid to remember the disc men that used to? I was afraid <laughs> to turn that on because, no, there were stories going on back <laughs> the then. The planes were crashing. It, it could interfere with the, uh, the, uh, the equipment up the front there. Don't even turn your disc man on. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Ooh, okay. They haven't yet proven that that is a problem. But, yes, d- uh, you know, the electronic devices are still a concern. Listen. You talked about the new phone last week. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with X this and X this and X that? Everything is X. X I, is, you know what? X is I, one. I, 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 w- I walked past the, you know, the Apple store. I, I want to go watch X-Men after that. Everything is X. <laughs> well, now, Samsung could not be left behind without having a phone by the name of X. And uh, we've heard rumors. And what I found was that, you know, rumors were always based on it could happen. What's the X stand for? The X is Ex- just Exceptionally a, expensive. It's, it's probably going to be a little higher than what we expected the uh, iPhone. But this was their new code name for the new uh, Samsung that is going to have the foldable screen. And by the way, that is official. This is not a rumor. This is not a it could happen. They announced by the CEO of Samsung that it is going to be coming out probably in Korea in the next couple months, but you will be able to get next year an actual foldable screen. And there's like, I mean, market street, not, hey, we'll see a prototype in one day. It will be available next year. And that's what they're claiming is now the Samsung X will be the new foldable line. Line of uh, of smartphones. You knew that was going to happen. It, it, well, yeah, I just didn't think that quickly, though. No, I know, but <coughs> Samsung is, you know, they're just jumping out. I mean, they've got a great TV campaign right now, too, with their spots. Yeah. They're bigger re- is better. I forget <laughs> what the phrase is, but I mean, yeah. it, no, but it's yeah. working do for more, them. Do more and, and do it bigger. Yeah, they're, they've got, some, and, and I mean, the Note 8 is, uh, I, I, I'm still waiting for it to come out so I can have my chance to play a little bit with it. Uh, got the S8, so, you know, uh, same phone, a little bigger, and comes with a stylus is what I hear. But, you know, we'll, uh, I'll have my feedback on that very shortly. All right. Uh, this one blows me away. Uh, when we were up at Blue Mountain in the winter, in the summertime there, there's a beautiful forest and everything yep. and mosquitoes all over the place. Yep, pretty now, much you're telling place. me there was a phone that will actually resist mosquitoes? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah. I mean, this was... It actually repels them. When I was in promotions at 900 CHML, there was an ongoing joke <clears throat> when we did this years ago, and it was, listen to our radio station and we'll repair, repel the mosquitoes. I mean, they did it on a couple stations in Toronto, and I did it as well, and, and it actually, we'd have people going, how loud does the radio got to be? Because I'm getting beaten alive here. And it was intended to be one of those, you know, uh, we've got a signal ultraviolet way. Anyway, it's true. LG has many products, and it is a big problem, especially in India and in, in, in uh, South America. Well, the the product is the LG K7. This this phone is it's a very basic smartphone. It, it's not as advanced as what we would have in North America, but they actually claim that they've got an a, an actual ultrasonic wave that emits on the back of the phone a signal that keeps mosquitoes away. I, I really did research this because I thought it was a bit of a joke, but it's actually true. They've got it in air conditioners. They've got it in a few of their TVs, and apparently it's a big problem. Mosquitoes are malaria carrying disease. Oh sure, yeah. And is- so yeah, this is a real fact. There's gonna it's a cheap, inexpensive phone. On the back is a mesh, and it emits a little ultrasonic, uh, ultrasonic uh, little signal, and it's 
apparently quite effective in sort of giving you a little bit of distance for uh, for mosquito pesty uh, uh, coming. Coming at you now, mind you, you got to have your phone on and you got to have a charge. It doesn't work when it's just sitting there off. But um, yeah, so mosquitoes can be repelled. This might be the phone for the northern Canadian uh, lumberjack and fishermen. But but now, as you say, LG starting to put this into some of their appliances as well. Yeah, they've got it right now in their air conditioners and televisions. Not so much in North America, but across uh, all their products that they're selling in uh, mainly in India. I know that it was a, it was a product in India that they were really trying to push um, for the sake of obviously keeping mosquitoes out of the home or you know. Uh, uh, in, in televisions as well to uh, that this ultrasonic now they've microed it down and they've basically put it on the back of a phone. You've always been in, uh, preaching about the Internet of Things, and yep. it's it's a wondrous thing. I mean, when we see some <laughs> of the things that can happen and the things it can do and, and how your phone can interface with your refrigerator, with your car, etc. Right. But you've always put the, 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 the corral around this. Watch what you're doing and know what you're doing. You know what? We've spoke about this where we made a joke where someone with the Internet of Things had the garage door and they put a bad review and they shut down their garage. Yeah. Right? This is something I'm bringing up because we're going to see a lot of this right now. All of these smart products, some people don't even realize they're getting a smart product. So I, I was actually having a conversation where they said, uh, I'm looking at the television. I'm like, wow, you got a smart TV and uh, have you hooked it up? They're like, no, no, I don't use that. I don't worry about it. This is something we, we really take for granted. Well, I'm not using it, so I'm not going to worry about it. Well, folks, if you're buying anything from a toaster to a television to a washing machine, and it's smart in some way, and it's connected to the internet, folks, there's a big issue. The default passwords and logins are the same. So what happens is people connect these products, they leave the passwords defaulted, thinking, well, I'm not using it, it's not a big deal, right? You know, again, we can call it all smart, but if you don't change the password and the login, it is very easy to be accessed and being hacked and they will know more about you. And there was a claim in the States where they were actually hackers were capable of taking over uh, your, your car. They could take over your home. And it was easy because these appliances are capable of, of almost giving the router, which you think has a password or it does have a password, but you've already password that one. But your phone or your, your hardware that's connected through the router almost takes away all your security. So if you can connect to a fridge and you don't think about plugging it in and going, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll hook it up to the internet, but I'm not gonna use it. I won't I won't change admin admin as my password. You are opening up your entire network to being hacked. And this is, and by the way, I could do this. And I mean, it's been years since I've done the coding, but as my agency, I could probably easily try and find your product. It's not difficult. It's very simple to do. So if you've got a, even if you don't know you have it, many people have TVs, they're smart TVs. Folks, please change your password, like to whatever, never even remember it again, but just change it. You brought this to our attention, remember, a couple of years ago when they had the talking Barbie and everybody thought, remember that, wasn't that cute? And and you cautioned right. and you said, don't forget, that also means it's a listening Barbie. It can, right. it, it can hear you. I mean, and they could hack Barbie. They, they could hack Barbie. They've hacked uh, oh. teddy bears. They've and and and, and, yeah. and you like I say, it's it's not to say don't buy the stuff. No, don't do, no. just be aware yes. and take precautions. That's Again, right. we always get back to security, don't yeah. we? Yeah, and it's going to be a real problem. The new one that came out this morning is Max Apple's, which were always never susceptible to anything to do with viruses. They've now claimed that the new operating systems you're going to want to be updating because they are now capable of being uh, hacked, very similar to what Windows always was. Well, now Macs are very capable of it. So. Bottom Bottom line and the moral of the story is whatever your device is, your TV, your smart device, your product, your appliance, change the password, folks. Uh, we only got a little bit of time left. Who's Googlebot this week? <laughs> 
<laughs> I love all that. If somebody knew every week. You know what? We've been doing this now for two years, and there's always been a Google purchase, yeah. whether through yeah. Alphabet or otherwise. But yeah, Google just yeah, purchased. Did you sit down Monday morning at the board <laughs> meeting and say, what do you guys want to buy this week? Well, you know, it, it, I think all these things are in the works. These are now coming to fruition. So HTC has just been purchased. And um, you know what? They came up. They still are on the market. Their phones. Uh, Google bought them because they were working right now with the Pixel line, which was kind of being done through Motorola, which, by the way, they bought from Microsoft for a massive loss. But the product in the in the patents were really what they wanted. HTC is now going to become the new Google Pixel. Now that Google owns it, they're not outsourcing it to another party under the Alphabet brand. So your HTC will now become a Pixel next year. And one of the things I thought was really cool about the new Pixel products we're going to, the new Google phone, is that there's no buttons. Uh, Bill, I hate to say this, but they also have no headphone jack. So, but Ooh. they've got more sensors on them. And this is what I find interesting. I like a physical button. I think they, they serve a purpose. And the new Google phones are now pressure sensitive on the side. So where you used to have a Bixby button, like on the on the Note 8 and all the other yeah, phones and yeah. the S8, now there's no, no buttons. You just press, and the harder you press will now activate the voice assistant. I don't know how good that is because if you throw your phone inside your luggage or whatever and something pushes against it, it's going to activate your voice assistant. Well, it, what it's also going to do is how many times do you get somebody who pocket dials you? Oh, my gosh. This is going to... It's well, going to happen a lot more now. We kind of got away from that, but this is really kind of opening it up. You know, unconse- inconsequentially, you're just going to set the phone down or you're going to put your hand on it or you're going to put it in your shirt pocket or your, your jacket pocket and all of a sudden... It starts uh, somebody, dialing? Somebody's listening to you. <laughs> well, apparently Google, and I actually, that's a good point. I thought of that as well. But the thing they're going to say is the pocket dialing is going to be dead in the future because the key to sensor pressure, sensor pressuring is fingerprint recognition. Ah, okay. The only thing that makes me feel uncomfortable with this, and we'll get to that the next Tech Talk, is about how much privacy we're giving to, to our phones to open up. These phones have an entire phone, and I'm not talking a button. The entire phone from front to back and otherwise, because it is glass, is now fingerprint recognized. So it's all you know when you see fingerprints all over your your oh, glass. Yeah, yeah. Now imagine your phone being completely capable just touching it will now unopen your phone. That's the scary part. Well, if you're OCD, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're never going to be satisfied now. Windex sh- stock is going <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. Give me those wipes. Uh, we do this every Friday at eleven thirty. It's Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. Brought to you by Hamilton Limousine, of course. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on AM nine hundred CHML.